laying in my bed and my chest is beating almost out so fast and my palms are sweaty. I'm so scared because as I took the covers and pulled them down from my face, above me, I was seeing this really strange looking entity or spirit or really ghost as I had heard about it when I'm little. And I thought to myself, oh my gosh, what is this? And it had appeared to have like a hunchback and a long nose into my little girl's mind. It was like oh, a witch. And so I put myself, I buried myself down into my covers and I put pillows around me thinking, this will protect me from whatever that is. They say that life is full of opportunities, right? So why are so many of us dreading getting out of bed to face another day? I know what that's like. My life was full of conflict, stress, failure, and fear. When I got cancer for the second time, my choice was simple, change or die. Today, I love waking up. I love my life. I love owning my own business that is helping people learn and grow. So how do you unlock that kind of transformation in your life? Let's discover the answers together as we hear from ordinary people like you and me and their extraordinary success stories. My name is Donna Gammon, and this is Power to Grow. Welcome everyone to the show today. We have another amazing special guest that is going to share one of her very cool stories, a spiritual story that I'm excited to share with you. But before we do, I'm actually going to share a little bit about her and kind of um, where she's at now. And uh, so her name is Elizabeth. So Elizabeth Tripp, and she is a New York best-selling stylist design coach and spiritual teacher. As a featured radio talk show host on the Soul Radio Show and podcast, a Thrive Global contributor, and a national public speaker, Elizabeth is recognized as a thought leader in spirituality, well-being, and prosperity. She is the owner and founder of ElizabethTrip.com, a life coaching practice where she awakens ambitious women and men to a to the beauty of the soul's journey by helping them see the true beauty of their body and their life. Love that. It is Elizabeth's calling to empower others to feel amazingly healthy and radiant with pure joy because they love themselves and their life more than, it, than they ever have before. Elizabeth believes that the secret to loving their body and their life starts with believing you deserve it that you are worth it. She teaches her clients to see their own journey, create their own path by helping them understand who they really are and the purpose behind why they have chosen the body they have and the life they are leading. 
with Elizabeth's unique mm-hmm. capacity for sensing the and understanding the feeling of others, as well as her ability to feel and communicate with spiritual guides and, and past loved ones. She serves as a bridge between the spirit and her community while providing her tribe with permanent solutions to dissolve their struggles with their well-being. Oh, Elizabeth, wow. That is so beautiful. Just how you are bringing in, first of all, welcome to the show, Elizabeth. Thank you. It's a real pleasure to be here. I'm very honored. I'm so glad you're here. And I cannot wait for you to share your story, just listening to some of your pathways and some of the things that have happened. Uh, So go ahead and share with us. We want to hear kind of, we know you didn't start there, but tell us a little bit about your past and kind of how you kind of evolved through that. Yeah, absolutely. And and before I begin, thank you so much for such a beautiful introduction. And I really, truly appreciate the way that you've highlighted uh, all the beautiful things that have come about for me in my life. And I'm very appreciative to, to be of service for your community and, and to give them uh, a little more insight on why I have such passion in my life to shine this bright light and awaken people to the beauty of their their soul's journey and the beauty of their body and their life. And, you know, Donna, it's like no coincidence. People are so driven in their life by uh, their passions because they themselves have been on the other side of, Mm -hmm. of what they're so called to bring forward into other people's lives. And, uh, it really fits nicely uh, with my story, this, this passion that I have to really help people love themselves in their life. Because uh, my story begins all the way back when I was about five or six years old. And I'll tell you guys a little bit about it. So I'm a very sensitive, very uh, in touch with energy and emotion and other people. And I can feel and understand things that as a little kid, most adults didn't even have the capacity to be able to understand or comprehend. And so I always had this sense of knowing that things were going on and occurring around me that were beyond what other people could see or even be in tune with. And so I remember this particular night, I'm laying in my bed and my chest is beating almost out so fast and my palms are sweaty. I'm so scared because as I took the covers and pulled them down from my face, above me, I was seeing this really strange looking entity or spirit or really ghost as I had heard about it when I'm little. And I thought to myself, oh my gosh, what is this? And it had appeared to have like a hunchback and a long nose and to my little girl's mind, it was like a witch. And so I put myself, I buried myself down into my covers and I put pillows around me thinking, This will protect me from whatever that is. And as I was underneath and really thinking, what's going to happen to me next? This spirit or ghost as we know it started to poke through the covers and cackle in a strange voice. And I was just 
so terrified. I bet you were. I can't imagine as a kid. Oh my goodness. I had no idea what to do with that. And so I stayed up all night, really burrowing down deep into the covers. And I thought, you know, when the sun comes up, I'll run downstairs and I'll tell mom and dad there was a monster, a witch. And so just as the sun was coming up and the ghost began to fade away, I jumped out of my bed and I ran down the stairs and I said, mom, dad, there was something really scary in my room, a, a witch, a monster. And, you know, my mom's eyes half open and my dad's still kind of mm, not wanting to wake up. He said, honey, it's okay. Just go back to bed. And so I came back upstairs and went about my day. And as days passed and weeks passed and those turned into months, the scary witch kept coming back. And I kept telling my parents there was something going on. And as beautiful as they are, they just didn't have the tools or the skills to know how to handle someone like myself. And so I kept hearing, it's not true. You're imagining things. Mm. And as I kept hearing that, Donna, it's really interesting. I began to start to think something about myself. I'm different. I'm weird. There's something wrong with me. Mm. And as a little kid, yeah. And as a little kid, like you're saying, it's sad. Um, I think it's beautiful, but at the time, yeah, it was really, um, it was very impactful because I'm feeling overwhelmed. I'm confused as to what I'm experiencing. I'm now scared to go to bed and I'm scared to be by myself. And so you can start to see I had a lot of emotion I was going through but no tool to be able to help me process or make sense or let go of what I was feeling. So I looked around like any other little kid would do and thought, how can I help myself? And as I was looking around, I was noticing my two beautiful parents, you know, running about their busy, crazy lives, working jobs to clothe us and feed us and take care of my three other siblings. And when they needed comfort and relaxation, they ate mm. and they drank. And it was just what they knew, you know, that's what they had seen growing up for themselves. And, and it was what they knew how in order to feel relaxed. So here I am and I start to go into the kitchen and I start to eat. Pringles and the cookies and the doodles, all those, you know, salty, sweet snacks. Mm -hmm. And you know, Donna, as I began to eat, it did. It provided me with that temporary comfort for that overwhelm and anxiety and being scared. But my body actually started to grow bigger as I changed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -oh. As I started to push down all my feelings, my, my little body started to expand. And I'm just going through life five, six, seven, eight. And here I come into third grade. And boy, I remember I was at a swim party and a little girl pointed at my belly and she said, your belly is big. And I looked down and I thought, wow, 
I look a lot different than everybody else. And so that conversation, like there's something wrong, I'm not right, there's something different about me, just started to get louder as I started to look at my belly and look at the other boys and girls, but start to see I was bigger. And this conversation really came to a culmination in sixth grade. I know I'm bringing you guys all the way back, but really it was just so impactful this particular moment. I had entered into middle school standing five feet, six inches tall, about the same height I am now, but I was 175 pounds and I was much bigger than the other kids, the other girls. And at this point I knew it because as I was going through middle school, I began to get teased. Those classmates of mine, they really made it clear how different I really was. And in being very unkind, I remember going to my locker after about two years of being bullied by the same group of teenage boys and opening it up and this note came floating down. I remember looking down at the, the floor and thinking, what is that? And I began to unravel it and there was this image of a bus hand-drawn and on the side, it said, Elizabeth is as big as a bus. Oh my gosh, you're terrible. Yeah. And I remember that 14-year-old girl, this burning sensation on the back of my neck and this sound of snickering teenage boys and just these warm streaming tears down my cheeks. And I just remember thinking, I am so ugly. And it was like, I, in that very moment, started to believe that I was broken. I needed fixing, that I would never be beautiful. And it was in that same experience that followed the days later that I decided to do something about myself. I decided I was gonna prove to the kids, these teenage boys, I could be beautiful. And so I remember going downstairs in the basement of my house and hopping on a treadmill and I started to run. You know, I tell people though, I never got off that treadmill until 17 years later, just about when I actually realized I had been running for myself. Because in beginning that journey of running and I lost 60 pounds of weight over an 18 month period of time. I wow. started. That's yeah, good. that's awesome. Yeah, it was for a teenage girl. It was quite the transformation. <laughs> but I realized that I started to believe other people had the power to put me back together again. Mm. And I started to think if I look like them, if I talk like them, if I dress like them, if I have interests, interests like at them, then I'll be beautiful, I'll be loved and accepted. It's like you'd put Humpty Dumpty back together again. Except Donna, the more I tried to 
push myself to be like everybody else or to work so hard to fit a standard of a beautiful girl or a, a successful woman or you know um, a, a healthy young lady the more I felt like I was not myself I had to always be so aware of what other people thought and I began to start to define my own value through the ways in which they had an opinion of me. If I look this way, then I'd be good. If I was this shape and size, then I'd be lovable. If I was this, um, you know, uh, sort of uh, way of handling my success and career, then I'd be someone that could be looked at as successful. And it was just such a long, hard road for me because as I started to take on everybody else's opinions and their reactions to me, what room was there for me to be myself? What room was there for me to even hear myself think? And it was so fascinating because Obviously, I was very involved in my appearance and my eating behavior and pattern of eating. It was a no-brainer. I was going to be a dietitian. So that's what I did. I went to college, studied it, got a license, moved to New York City, began working, sitting across from people, telling them how to eat, how to live. And I felt like a complete fraud because... Every time I told them how they could fix themselves, I myself thought, wow, I'm a mess in this myself. Secretly binge eating and over-exercising and binge drinking to try to make myself feel better. And I knew that as I was talking to them and as I was listening to them, there was something deeper that was driving them in their experience with their body, with their food, with themselves. But it took me actually attracting a relationship, a individual, a partner who not surprisingly had a lack of confidence and low self-esteem. And we got together and ultimately outplayed a lot of our own childhood storylines that were very triggering for each other, that when the relationship finally ran its course just about five years ago, and that individual walked out of my life, that I hit rock bottom. Mm. It was this moment of like, you're not beautiful. Everybody leaves you. You try hard, you never get them to stay. You do everything to make them happy and you still can't keep the relationship. You hate your job, you feel like a fraud. You don't even uh, feel like you are uh, making an impact or have a purpose in life. That was my conversation. Going on inside your head, yeah, I can totally see that. Um, so much going on here. Wow. And your stories are just like so drawing in. I think I'm just like, whoa, I'm just <laughs> taking it all in. So thank you for sharing in such a beautiful way. Stories really do help us to take us right there where you're at. So you're at this point and you're, you're realizing I've done all of this for others and not for myself. 
Yeah. So how do you then shift that? How was you able to shift it to turn it towards what do I want and what do I need? Yeah, really great question. So like I mentioned, I had to get to rock bottom because as you're, as you're speaking, yeah, I, I really had been living my life through the, the opinions and reactions that people had of me and defining my self-worth and value from that perspective. And it was as though I was trapped in my own experience of life. So hitting rock bottom actually um, led me to a space where I completely isolated myself in New York, didn't want to go out, didn't want to talk to anyone, went to old patterns of coping, restrictive eating and binge drinking. And a friend of mine just so happened to reach out to me and she said, you know, I can tell that something's really going on with you. And I'm not exactly sure what it is, but there is this healer I really feel I need to introduce you to. And because I'd always been so spiritually curious and aware and, and sensitive and had always been drawn to be a listener and a helper and of service, as you can see, I was guiding people through their journeys with their body and food. And I'd always felt like I could reach into another realm and, and access information. This was just sort of, you know, well, why not? And there was even this small voice inside my head that said, just go. And so completely just in a whim and out of, you know, sort of a, a trust that, well, this is all going to be okay. I actually got in a car and, and that weekend after she had uh, asked me, I drove down to Virginia Beach and I met a complete stranger that in the first moments of meeting him looked at me and he said, you've been looking to feel powerful for a long time, haven't you? And it was as though when he said that, he was speaking not just to me in a human form, but as though he reached into my soul and touched a part of me. And again, those tears streamed down my face because it was true. I had felt so powerless, so alone so unlovable and undesirable. And I'd even contemplated what was even the point of living if this is the way life was gonna be. Mm. And that very day, he sat me down and he helped me understand myself in a way that I had never ever understood. And he helped me see the meaning and the purpose behind those teenage boys and the deeper soul lesson they were here unlocking for me 30 years or you know 25 years later and i realized they were a part of me learning how beautiful i am and i let that go that snickering that teasing the ugliness the sad and i realized that I had the power to decide who I am and how I wanted to lead my life. And thereafter. Oh, so beautiful. So, so beautiful. Yeah. I just, I love that you're bringing in this sense of just such a beautiful awareness of who you are at this moment. And so as you're bringing this in, did you, 
did you continue to go to this healer? Is that kind of what I'm hearing? Because he brought such a good energy for you and releasing an awareness yeah, you know, I had dabbled in like life coaching and I had gone to traditional psychotherapy. It was like I knew I needed guidance and and I needed a support in my life, but the moment I met him, it was a completely different level of of uh the way in which I felt he understood me. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, so that was a very important meeting. Um little did I know that that meeting would begin then a mentorship with with my uh what I call my teacher now and studying under him and understanding the beauty of my soul's journey through the human experiences I had had, through the pain and challenge I had gone through and really shining a bright light on the deeper meaning and purpose of those wounds and how to create and really see the wisdom from them. Mm-hmm. And so I realized in our in our discussions as I came back and started to ask more questions and want to understand myself more deeply. And he said, your ability to hear and see spirit, it's a gift. And he was the first person to ever tell me that. I, I said, a gift? I thought it was just crazy, you know, like "Ah, there's something wrong with me. And he said, that's an old script, flip it. And I was like, flip it. And he said, yeah, it's a gift. And I thought, wow. And he said, it's how you're going to help transform the world. And I thought, the world, what? And he said, you can help guide people to the root of their struggle with their body and food by asking spirit to help you and bringing them into the conversation. Wouldn't you love to do that? And I thought, that's what I've been wanting. That's what I've been feeling so called to do. And he said, yeah, that's how you're going to transform their lives. And I thought, oh, that's it. And so I began this whole journey of beginning to see the value of who I was and really change or transform the conversations I was having about myself. And as I did that, let go of the old boyfriend, I quit the nine to five and I jumped out into a private practice. I just started a business and that's how it's gone ever since. Wow. So now did your mentor, did he actually help you on this journey to actually launch that? Was that something he had done before? Or is that just you just blindfully just said, I'm just doing this? Well, he was definitely a big support and an encourager, but he also led me down my own path and empowered me to make my own choices, which has been so powerful in that mentorship is equally in that I was able to make decisions on my own and begin to empowering, trust. isn't it? It is so empowering when you're in that moment of, you know, I get to choose. Yeah. It, it, I have a choice. Yeah. You know, and yeah, when we can get there and be able to decide for ourselves what we want, that is the most empowering thing. So I know where you're at because I've been there too. So continue on with your story. This is amazing. Yeah, because, you know, as I became more empowered and I started to claim truths for myself, you know, I am beautiful and I am powerful and I 
am capable in my life and I am gifted. I noticed that the energy of myself shifted and I wasn't interested in stuffing things in anymore and pushing down my emotions and using alcohol and drugs to sort of, to, uh, you know, uh, soothe me temporarily. And I naturally became healthy and my well-being returned and the way in which my life started to turn was so incredible things started to flow in people and places started to show up for me that were opening doorways to new opportunities and um, a podcast and speaking engagements and more clients and just this evolution of my own sort of ability to reach bigger and bigger started to grow just so effortlessly and truly it was because the belief in myself began to grow mm -hmm. and my understanding of my own worth and value shifted from everybody else defines it to it's something innately I have within that comes from knowing I am a soul on a human experience here to learn and grow. Mm -hmm. That is, I love that. So as you are now into your own business and you're, I'm guessing, just sharing what you've learned and teaching that to other people because you figured it out. It was like, okay, I figured out what makes me happy and being able to know that I'm worth it and that my choices do matter and shifting that to help other people to be able to do that. A lot of times it's just your business is you just a few years back, you know? So you're just teaching them that process. Yeah. So it sounds like that's what you are doing. And I'm always learning, you know? I, I just think about myself as like a, a one drop in the ocean. And as much as I have learned and as much inquiry I've had and as much self-reflection that I do, I don't know it all. And, and I only know a fraction of, of it all. And, and my ability to tune into the intelligence of what's beyond just our physical realm is what empowers me to be able to, yes, translate the truths that I've discovered and make it meaningful and impactful for other people. But truly, I'm on this eternal journey of learning and growing uh, always. And I, and I say that to my clients, too. I say the more you learn, <laughs> the easier it gets, but the more you don't know, too. So, mm. yeah. You figure out so much more as you go along. It's true. And, you know, sometimes we're just not ready for to be way over here. We have this path that we go down. And then when we're ready, those moments come, don't they? Oh, absolutely. You know, Donna, even in my own story, I was in that very uh, tumultuous partnership that came in and he had felt like a, a soulmate and truly he was. And it was like, oh, we're going to spend our whole life together. And it took four years of on and off and breaking up and getting back together. And what I call like these big two by fours in my face <laughs> for me to actually get to a place, my rock bottom, which is not 
equal to somebody else's rock bottom. Sometimes someone needs something more and more painful or devastating or uh, challenging. Sometimes people need less and we can't make a determination as to when someone will wake up and want to open their eyes to what the universe is offering them. We have to love them in a way that they can feel like it's okay for them to go and fall and stumble. And when they feel ready, get back up again and be willing to look at the situation differently for themselves. Right, right, beautiful. So I know that you have a website and I'm pretty sure it's Elizabeth Tripp with two P's. Yeah. Um, dot com, right? Yeah. And is there a freebie there? Is that um, what I'm seeing here? Yeah. So when people come over to my website, um, they can take what I call a life design quiz. And really what that means is, as you can see, you know, our stories hold so much power to be able to unlock our own purpose and path. And when we get clear about the really beautiful parts of our own challenges and the real beauty of the pain we've been through, we can begin to become what we call our own designers of our lives. We can empower ourselves to create the lives that we love when we're able to see ourselves more clearly and the real meaning and purpose of our past experience. And so I offer people this design quiz to be able to just get a gauge of how ready they are to actually take steps forward on that adventure. And when they go through that process, they're kind of in a space of self-examination and that will lead them further into ways that we can connect and they can become a part of the tribe and they can join us in different ways that they feel comfortable. Perfect. And I know you also have a Facebook page, right? Yeah. <laughs> what I is love the community. Your, <laughs> your community. Yeah. So tell us about your community. Yeah. Um, so I have a, a Facebook community. It's called Empowered Souls. And we're doing something really fun over there. Um, just in the last few weeks, I've actually relaunched my own podcast, Nourish the Soul. And I do live um uh, streaming on that on that empowered soul Facebook group, and I offer them free ways to interact outside of even the podcast streaming and different challenges, five day challenges we do, and different offerings like meditations, and it's just a real community feel because people can post and share and really have a safe space to self express, which is really the most important thing. Um, and to be able to feel like they can come along in this beautiful journey of really getting the message and being able to take action where they feel called to. I love that. So Empowered Souls, and that's on Facebook, of course. Um, and I love that you allow other people to be able to share stuff. I do as well online. And, you know, it's, it's like, you know, we all together can collectively do so much more. So I really love that you yes. allow them to do that as well. So um, if they wanted to find out more, a little bit more about you as they do this kind of uh, finding their, their pathway or um, what was it you called it again? That A life design quiz. Yeah. There what? 
The life design quiz is that life what you- design quiz. Yes. Yeah. So that kind of helps them kind of outline the design of their life. And yeah. then from that, um, does that help you kind of know where, what direction to take them at that point and sure talk yeah. to them a little more? Yeah. Once you go through that process, I can see where I may be able to best support you. And it often opens up a door for us to connect and have what I call just a discovery session. And in the discovery session, then we can see where you may best fit in my one-on-one programs or even in the group programs that I have periodically throughout the year. Um, And which we just finished a really cool one. It's called Love Your Body, Love Your Life. And it's an awesome 40-day adventure where you can turn your your struggles with your your body into pure joy and just this radiating with health because you're loving yourself. And so that's what I love to do. Just, just bring people on a journey of self-discovery inquiry. Love your body, love your life. That sounds awesome. (laughs) It's a cool, it's a cool space. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, Elizabeth, we have enjoyed so much having you on and sharing your amazing story. So at the very end, I always ask, what is the one thing that really helped you kind of shift from that struggle that you were going through to being enlightened and empowered and be who you are? Yeah. Is there like a tool that you used or something that could help someone else that might be listening to this that could help them move forward? Well, you know, for me, it was really opening up and inviting just this notion that the world in which we're living, our human life and journey, right? Mm-hmm. That there's something bigger here that's guiding us. There's something that is beyond what we can sometimes even hear or see or know. So the idea that there was a soul inside of me, there was an essence of myself that was much bigger than myself was so empowering for me. It just even hearing in in that statement that there is something inside of me that is so vast and so big and so expansive, it just shifted everything for me. And to know that that part of you chose to come here, chose to ride in this body, chose to be in this life experience, it softened everything for me. And I didn't completely at the time understand, you know, why I had been teased and why I had all these breakups and why I felt so, you know, uh, you know, bad about myself. But when I could stretch into feeling as though there was something I needed to do here and understand for myself because there was a soul in me, that really shifted my life for me, really, really transformed my perspective. So just really going within and just, were you asking yourself questions or were you just like going within and saying, you know, just, just, just the knowing that you have a soul, a soul that chose to be here on this earth yeah, that was willing to come and experience your life. Yeah. So is that what you're saying? You're just kind of wrapping your head around that and going, you know what? I chose to be here in this moment. I chose to go through these experiences and chose to be on this path that I'm on. 
Is yeah. That what I'm hearing? Okay. Yeah. So and more, more simply, it was, it was described to me as though, you know, we're playing this game and it's called life. Mm-hmm. And it's similar to the board game Life by Morton Bradley. And in that game of life, you can't play by yourself. You got to invite players, your mom, your dad, your brother, your sister, your classmates. And they all come around and they pick pieces from the pile to move around the board with a shoe ride or a car, just kind of like Monopoly. And quite similarly, I was hearing this explanation and my mentor at the time said, imagine in the soul journey, you're also playing that game of life and you're inviting players to come and play with you in your journey of life as a soul. So you invite your mom and your dad and your brothers and your sisters and your classmates to all move around your board game of life as you adventure in your human life. And you get to pick the kind of player you wanna be and the experiences that you have. Just like in that board game, you pick cards and you land on different kinds of experiences and go through different kinds of you know, challenges and tribulations. That's what the soul journey is. Mm-hmm. And I thought, wow. Yeah, that's beautiful. Oh, I love it. I totally believe that exact same thing that we choose, you know, to come here and experience what we do. So thank you, um, Elizabeth, again, for sharing your amazing story and just really sharing from your heart. I could just feel the energy from you and just that just eludes out of you. It's so beautiful. And thank you for that. So um, we hope to maybe have you back another time, but thank you for being on our show today and uh, sharing again, your amazing story. Yes. Thank you so much. And I, I really feel so honored to be of service to your community. So thank you. Oh, you're welcome. This is Donna Gammon and this is Power to Grow. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you've enjoyed the show, please leave a review now and I will give you a free download of my blessed morning. This is something that is worth so much. It's what I use to get past my past, if you know what I mean. Until our next show, thank you again for joining us. This is Donna Gammon and this is Power to Grow. Thank you.